and welcome to my podcast, John Scott Lawton's English You Know. In this episode, I interview Cara Leopold, a film fan, listening skills and movie learning specialist who lives in France. She runs a film club or movie club. Each month in the club, you watch and discuss a new movie with your fellow club members in the community space and in live sessions. To help you understand the movies and to get ready to discuss them, you'll find discussion questions, behind the scenes resources, plus listening and speaking tasks. You'll also have the opportunity to meet with fellow club members for 30 minute movie chats. In Movie Club, you'll also find movie clips, plus resources and tasks to go with them for the 30 plus films that Cara and her students have already watched. So if this month's movie choice doesn't interest you, no worries. You can go into the archive and pick another movie to help you improve your English. All of these resources and links are covered in the podcast written podcast description that you can find on Spotify or any other platform where you might be listening to this podcast. And Cara and I hope that you'll sign up to the movie club with a particular Christmas special coming in December 2023. There'll be a link provided for that. And we hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you very much indeed. Hi, Cara. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm delighted to see you. I'm really intrigued to hear about your film club and uh, how you got the idea, how you developed the idea, and how you believe it's very useful for English language learners to use things like the streaming services we have. We'll name Netflix, but that's the classic. Uh, uh, HBO Go, I think, is another one, isn't it? And um, Apple TV any any of these where they have films and you do focus on films but we'll come to that tell me what the film club is and where you first got the idea from yeah hi john uh yeah other streaming services are available it's important to say that and sometimes people even watch dvds for the movie club depending on what we're watching so um yeah so the idea the 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 club came about it it's it was something i was thinking about and then um the pandemic happened right so I had already done in the months before I had done some free movie clubs and then when the pandemic came around um, by free I just mean like I invited some people and said watch this movie and then join the zoom in like two or three weeks to discuss it so you know pretty informal and then yeah when the pandemic happened I was like mm, I could turn this into actually a a program where people you know, really improve their English over a month by watching a movie with a bit more structure and some more elements added to it. Mm -hmm. So I just put together a quick proposition and I sent it to some students who had bought my course. I have a course called Movies on the Run. And my idea was just to use the movies from that course. So that course is based on quotes, famous movie quotes from 10 different films. So I was like, well, why don't we just pick a film from that course? and then watch it and then I'll also create listening tasks and speaking tasks and we'll have a zoom and we'll do this and we'll have a forum and all these other elements and yeah some people were willing to try it and that's how it came about really I mean I guess it would have come about anyway but I don't know that that moment of the pandemic when a lot of people were at home and wanted something to do and wanted to take their mind off it it just felt like a particularly 
good moment to to just go for it and uh you know offer it paid i should add i should add that and yeah. offer something a bit more elaborate but that's very good you know naturally it's sort of organically developed and some of the best ideas just do that don't they you have an idea you've got mm. something you think it can develop into something else so you did and yes the stimulus of the pandemic worked for me as well i did a virtual dinner mm. party so i'd started them before the pandemic but then mm. as people were spending more time at home particularly in the evenings we made it so that we would talk online so there were up to 12 people 10 people uh, we'd mm -hmm. pick any topic uh, very often one of the students would chair the meeting so they'd sort of uh, ask people questions they'd invite people to talk so it was very again very organic and it developed over time and in the end we had about 55 of them i think so it was really wow. very popular and that was just discussion without mm. a, i did think of a, a film topic and we did discuss films once but yours is far more structured and far more elaborate in a way and, and more complex mm. and the fact that you layer it you have these other elements must be really useful for students What kind of feedback do you get back from people who join the film club? What do they say they enjoy about the experience and how does it help them learn English? Yeah, that's really interesting because sometimes I think I know exactly what the best part of the movie club is. And then I actually talk to people and I'm kind of surprised by what they enjoy most. So I thought, oh, you know, they're going to love the fact that I, you know, take clips from the movie and create these listening tasks where they have to listen to to lines of dialogue and write them out and I give them feedback and their speaking task and all. so I thought they appreciated those formal things and they do they do of course you know one of my students said I really appreciate the lines of dialogue that you choose because I know that you choose parts of the film that are difficult so that it challenges us and so that we learn something but actually one of the things that they love the most and I just can't get over it this is um, for every film, I curate a list of what I call behind the scenes resources. So that can be as simple as just the IMDb, IMDb page, the Internet Movie Database page, which is always really useful to look at before you watch a film because you've got the trailer, a plot summary, the list of characters, things like this, just some basic information to help you kind of know what's going on. Um, but I also include things like movie reviews, interviews with the actors, um, YouTube reaction videos, you know, where it's like so-and-so watches this movie for the first time, um, video essays, all these kinds of things. And for me, it's just a quick like Google search or YouTube search to find interesting material, but they really appreciate that. And they tell me, oh, you know, because I read or watched these things, I understood the movie better because there was all these symbols and meanings that I didn't understand until I read this like analysis of it. Or, um, you know, in this interview, Joan and John Cusack talk about their careers and it was really interesting and I didn't know that. And yeah, people just add, people tell me, you know, and they share with each other the resources they like the most. So that's something that to me seems very simple, but it really allows you to, engage with a movie on a much deeper level and ensure you understand it you know not just from a language point of view but also from the point of view of its meanings and messages because sometimes if you don't understand those things you can't actually have like a, a deep discussion about the movie it stays a bit superficial and another point of the club is that 
you know, we have interesting discussions. So that's why it's so important to engage with the movie on a deeper level. And, and often I don't understand the movies fully until I um, consult these resources and realize, oh yeah, so actually this movie was about this. You know, the metaphor of the movie is this and that's why, you know, these things happened. So it makes me appreciate it more too. That's fantastic. And the fact that you've got all of those resources, I can see why students find that valuable because mm. people come at movies or films and we should explain movies could very often be used in an American English context and mm. films in a British English context, but actually they're interchangeable. I don't know if Americans use films, but they certainly use movies. Mm. Uh, British people tend to use both, uh, but predominantly yeah. still films. Um but yes, people come at films or movies in a different way and they get from the movie, rather like a book, different things, don't they? So mm. the way you're bringing all of this together gives people the opportunity to go into that aspect of the movie that they really want to explore, which is really nice. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think that that has also been the most rewarding part of the club is watching people discuss the same film together and seeing all the different interpretations and perspectives and realizing that, you know, there's so many ways to watch and understand a movie and you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a native speaker. You just need to watch, observe carefully, you know, form your opinions, bring your experiences to it, and then you can have a really fascinating discussion. So I think that's also been one of my favorite parts. It's just some of the things my students notice and discuss, I miss completely. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, I'm so glad they're there to, you know, make me see the movie in a different light. Yes. And that's what's so nice when people come from different cultural backgrounds is you get a different interpretation as well. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's, for me, one of the most fundamental things about what you're doing. What you're achieving there is the opportunity for people to express themselves and in doing so to express their own opinion. Mm. Equally, yes, to listen to the opinion of others and to discuss them and have a dialogue, but actually providing real-life opportunities to go into a topic or into a subject in some depth with passion mm. and with interest and explain and explore what you believe about something yet be prepared to be challenged that actually what you see in something is not necessarily the same as somebody else's opinion or what other mm. people see that's really good yeah How for sure and my students have, have challenged me have said to me you know i you know i disagree on your interpretation or i you know i hate this movie but still i'm going to discuss it because sometimes yes. when we dislike something we actually have more to say than when we'd like it yes and how do you choose the films how do you come up i mean do you have a particular genre that you like or, or type of film or style of film or do you allow students to uh, suggest a film they'd like to watch yeah so it's a bit of both what we eventually ended up doing was choosing a theme and then like we have a suggestions document a shared document where we can add ideas for movies ideas for themes and then we found themes pretty useful because that enabled us to choose like three movies. So we basically had the next three months organized. So those themes could be things like, okay, movies starring a particular actor. So one theme was Bill Murray. Um, a theme could also be a place where a lot of movies have been set. So for that theme, we picked Detroit. Uh -huh. And so we saw like three different depictions of Detroit, which for some reason has been 
like a setting for a lot of, a lot of different films often dystopian films quite yeah. dark films but also comedies as well so it's really interesting to see um the different ways that detroit looks in different films and then another theme was clint eastwood mm-hmm. so that was you know obviously clint has had a really long career and he's been both an actor and a director so in that theme we had movies starring clint eastwood and movies directed by clint eastwood so he wasn't necessarily on the screen all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. so yeah I find, yeah going thematically is really interesting because then you can compare um the work of the same actor or director and maybe its evolution or how it's developed over time we've also had themes like um period movies period british films so there's also scope for doing that with yeah particular periods particular accents particular countries um there's a lot of ways you can do it could you tell me something car about the kinds of people who are the kinds of students who are enrolling into your film club where they come from what their language level is and Mm. is there any way that you pre-select students to come in or is it an open house can anybody join oh yeah that's a good question i mean i think the only kind of there's only a couple of prerequisites for joining one is that you like watching movies that seems to be pretty important like I'm not here to persuade anybody that they should watch movies there's loads of reasons not to watch them or to watch them probably the biggest one is that you like it so if you like it you may as well enhance the experience by also discussing them with other people and you know instead of just watching them by yourself um you know my philosophy is that movies are better together so you know we should share them and and we also get a lot more out of them when we when we do that so yeah people need to like movies people need to have a relatively high level of english like at least a b2 level so that doesn't mean perfection by any means but um i think lower than that there's probably too much that you wouldn't understand and it would just you wouldn't get the same experience trying to discuss a movie you know not that you couldn't do that with lower levels I think you just have to kind of change how you do it maybe Uh use tv series instead or yeah something more accessible and that's not really what I want to do and then I think the other criteria is just having being a bit open-minded um because yeah you might end up watching a movie that you don't really want to watch that much but the movie might surprise you and you might surprise yourself um so yeah, I think being open-minded and tolerant with other people and other people's opinions. I've never had any issues with that. I just I think people kind of self-select when they see the kind of place it is and and um and what it what it offers. So yeah, I think those are the most important elements. And then usually people have um sometimes people are living abroad. Sometimes people have lived abroad and they've moved back to where they're living now. In some cases, they they're kind of everyone's kind of at the stage where they've mastered all the English they need for work, and they want to do something different. Like mm-hmm. they want contact with more authentic English, and they want to use it for expressing themselves about a variety of topics, not just the kind of same old, same old that you see yes. at the office. So there's also a desire to go a bit further and really master that informal English, you know, even, even among people who've lived in English speaking countries, but still find 
um, the listening comprehension piece quite hard and mm -hmm. movies are a good challenge for working on that. Yes. Do you offer any kind of language prompts within the the sort of session? Do you suggest that there are ways of expressing an opinion or do you use any kind of dialogue uh, with through the chat to um, to give language structure? Yeah, occasionally I might reformulate something, but I really I don't focus much on error correction, really. I mean, I give, um, you know, feedback on the listening tasks in terms of what was hard to catch. And I give suggested answers for the speaking and writing tasks, a bit of vocab. But otherwise, I, I just let people speak. And there's also a part of the club where they actually meet up without me. Uh -huh. they meet up for chats together so that's really just that's a chance good. for them to talk to each other yeah because i found often like we would do zooms and they'd be in breakout rooms and sometimes i felt bad like taking them out of the rooms because they were so happy talking to each other yes <laughs> they don't necessarily want to report back to me they just want to talk to each other so um you know that said we do have a forum where people can ask their questions so if people you know, do want my input on reformulating something or they come across something they don't understand that I haven't um, told them about, they can obviously ask about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're not really too overly concerned with, you know, fixing things or, you know, correcting everything. And I think just because it offers so much opportunity for people to immerse themselves in English, they're they're going to pick up new things, you yes. know, even I might teach some things explicitly, but they're also going to pick up a lot. Like I say, there's so many touch points. There's the movie itself. There's the clips that you end up understanding really thoroughly. There's the behind the scenes resources. Like there's so many um, ways of being in contact with English around this topic of a single movie over a month that, you know, it it all it it all helps, and I think it's this depth that you don't have when you're mm -hmm. working on your own. Yes, because it's hard to motivate yourself to do all. And I'm very explicit. I tell people this is exactly what we do in the movie club. You can do it at home, but I think it would be really hard to do it at home. It's just it's so much organization mm -hmm. before you even start like watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your most controversial film so far? The one that generated the most heat, let's say, or the one that found <laughs> its place in a kind of um, collection of, that was a, an interesting episode or that was an interesting film to watch? Oh, there's a couple of examples like that. Actually, the one that comes to mind first is Love Actually, which might surprise a few people. So I remember I used to really love that film and then I rewatched it for the movie club and... I don't know. I feel like with some films from the 2000s, a lot of them have aged quite badly. And in Love Actually, I was a bit shocked by a couple of things. So one was the fat shaming of the actress Martine McCutcheon, who isn't fat, by you know, who looks great in the movie. Mm. But apparently, you know, back then you had to be super, super skinny, you know, as a woman to be acceptable in public life. 
so there was that element and there's also some like creepy male behavior which is a bit odd in love actually so yeah that was interesting to revisit you know a lot of people see it as like a heartwarming christmas movie but it actually has some hmm like problematic elements and yeah one of my students said i hate this ugly movie mm-hmm. so we had to we had a discussion <laughs> about you know why she hates it so much and um yeah that was so that was that was interesting and then there were a couple where the students were a bit skeptical so we watched robocop um but they actually came around to it and they ended up really loving it um because again it's actually quite a deep movie yes even though it's very violent and it looks like an action film but um it's about a cyborg policeman and mm-hmm. i think like many movies that are about robots it's actually about what it means to be a human it's like yes. a mirror for our humanity and it's a really profound film but also mm-hmm. quite shocking and violent yes. and you know so you have to be aware of that as well um but it has some really deep messages um and another one was the thing by john carpenter so that's a horror movie and so that cannot be a bit tricky getting people to watch horror but again it's a very sophisticated horror movie and yeah we watched that during the pandemic and it's kind of weird because the film is about these guys on a scientific base in antarctica and the base gets infected by this alien creature called the thing and actually the thing it assimilates people Uh so you can't tell that someone is infected until the thing manifests itself. And so they start doing these blood tests to see who's infected. And it's just really funny watching that during the pandemic period when obviously um, everybody was quite anxious about, you know, who's infected, getting tested. And, you know, on this on this base, these guys, they all descend into sort of paranoia and mistrust because they don't know who is, who is human and who is the thing. And Which it's a very is, powerful film. Yeah. exactly what happened with the covid situation wasn't it people yeah. became fearful of each other and i think mm. we're still recovering from that and coming back to robocop it'd be very interesting to watch that again in the context of artificial intelligence and how that plays a mm. part in the our future and our present day you know the way that it's taking many roles job roles away but it's also changing the way we write the changing the way we work changing the way we talk with each other um mm. and how it affects our social media presence for example you know we're fed yeah. these kind of channels through ai and um, mm. it's quite intuitive it seems to know even emotional states which is quite interesting that it's picking up on emotion now where people say actually artificial intelligence can't spot that but i think there are models that suggest that it can yeah, the algorithms, yeah, they know more about us than we know <laughs> about ourselves. Yeah, it's true, actually. So that like the 80s vision was, you know, we're going to have this like cyborg cop robot thing. And actually, because Robocop is an, an 80s film. And, and now we see that, yeah, the robots are among us, but mm-hmm. their algorithms working away in the background, you know, deciding what we're going to see yes. on social media, on YouTube, um, what ads we're going to see online. So it's it's a, it's kind of not what we envisioned in science fiction at yes. all, like a, an actual humanoid, like robotic figure, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, it's integrated into our everyday lives. So yeah. 
yeah and that's that, such an interesting topic to explore that, yeah and actually in many ways we're welcoming it in and we're using it and people are yeah i, I think it's radically altering the way we write you know critically uh, many people now linkedin posts or facebook posts they're using chat gpt to craft and to draft something in fact linkedin suggests that you do that and many people do and i did it once just to see how it worked and i have to say mm. it wasn't bad it was quite close to what i would have said i went back and corrected it mm. and edited it but i did say partly written by chat gpt because it was mm, okay i don't think yeah i don't think many people are necessarily dis disclosing that no no <laughs> So yeah, we don't know what's we don't know what's what. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talk about the future. What's the future of the film club? Where are you taking it next? You've got all of these backup resources, you've got this multi-layered approach. Uh, people mm. are gaining confidence, which I think is the key thing. People mm. are really becoming more articulate in expressing themselves. How can it develop? Where will you go from here? Or will you simply extend the range of films that you watch? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. Yeah, where does it where does it go? Yeah, because it's it's been, you know, changing a bit this year. Uh, I mean, the next thing on the very close horizon is I'm going to do a Christmas version of the movie club in December, so people can join it just for the month of December to see how it works and to to watch a Christmas movie together. Um, I'm pretty sure it will probably be Scrooged starring Bill Murray, which is um, a version of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I was looking for something a bit unconventional and that seems to fit mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the, the spirit of that. And yeah, next I'm, I'm considering um, topics for 2024. I actually did a YouTube video the other day, which was about movies that are more accessible for English learners. And so one of the genres I talked about was movies with narration. So, you know, the hardest part of, of, of films and I guess listening in general is um, the dialogue usually, right, yes. between two or more characters. Whereas if you have films with narration, often the narration is, you know, slower and clearer and easier to understand. And um, yeah, I, I realized during the research for that, that one of my favorite movies ever actually contains narration. Um, it's the movie Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that film and I had forgotten all about it. So I'm kind of thinking about how next year I could, we could watch um, maybe a series of movies either with narration or like on the topic of books and literature mm -hmm. and how those appear in film. It's just so I can watch that film. Again, <laughs> good excuse. Because <laughs> I loved it so much and yeah. forgot all about it. Yeah. So how can, um, I want a, a very clear plug now for the film club, a promotion, <laughs> marketing. How can people get in touch with you? How can they find out about the film club? How can they sign up for the Christmas special? What's the best approach? Yeah, well, they can, I'll, I'll give you the link to the movie club page. And at the moment on that, on that page, there's a, a sign up for the waiting list. So you can sign up for that and then that way you'll get my newsletter and then you'll get information. I'm sending out information about the Christmas movie club at the moment and I was just talking to someone about it earlier who was interested in, in joining. So yeah, that's probably the best way to to find out more for now. And okay. uh, yeah. 
That's fantastic. So, yes, if you would, Cara, give me a little bit of bio, I'll put that in the podcast description. I'll also Great. use it as I do an introduction to this piece. Um, anything else you'd like to say about the film club? What have you enjoyed uh, about it most as the organiser? Um, just, you know, seeing people come together and sharing their opinions and, you know, realising that, yeah, I'm the organiser, but that certainly doesn't make me the smartest person in the room at all and uh, that I've just got so much to learn from my students and you know when they they bring their opinions to the table about the movies that we're watching and I learn so much from them so I'm just so glad to be able to do that great and as the long winter nights are upon us again although <laughs> obviously I hope this podcast survives the winter and it can be listened to next summer but at the moment we're in the dark nights of autumn December approaching um it'll be great to uh, to join the film club and for people to have something to look forward to um throughout the the winter months so thank you very much for that Cara that's been fantastic and uh, I'll make some good notes and hopefully we'll promote uh, the the film club to your advantage thank you very much indeed thanks John <laughs>